Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Pain-Free Golf Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Russ Menelastis. I'm a board-certified sports physical therapist and strength coach who focuses on the golf athlete. This podcast is dedicated towards helping you stay healthy so you can stay on the golf course and not in the clubhouse. Are you someone who's currently dealing with an injury from golf? Are you struggling to hit the ball further and more consistently? Well, on this podcast, we cover all things golf, from fitness, performance, injury recovery, and everything else in between. Our goal is to help you play your best golf yet without limitations. If you want to work directly with us, we are currently running a special on our pain-free golf performance programs. Use the word podcast when inquiring about how we can help. We hope you enjoy the show. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Pain-Free Golf Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Doc Russ. So with regards to this being a pain-free golf performance podcast, we're going to start to cover some injuries that we think are very, very pertinent in the golf space and how best to kind of manage them moving forward to have you still stay on the course while trying to kind of figure out how best to kind of navigate those waters of injury. And so the number one thing that we see in our office with regards to golf-related discomfort is low back pain. Now, low back pain is something that isn't just exclusive to golf. It's for those who are who just are trying to stay healthy and fit or those who, let's say, are struggling with uh, certain activities. You know, the, the downsides of golf is that because it's such a repetitive sport and you're swinging in one direction frequently, sometimes if you're doing it too much or too frequently in, in a short time frame, the increase in volume can definitely kind of create some irritation or some pain, which then... Um, can fester into something long-term if we don't get it under control first. So I think the, the thing that we see a lot of times when the weather starts to kind of turn and starts to get warmer more consistently is that golfers will then try and get on the course as frequently as possible. And um, to each their own, I think that's important. If you love golf, then you want to be able to play it for an extended amount of time or play it frequently. However, if you haven't prepared the body to be able to handle the stresses of golf and the repetitive nature of swinging, then sometimes the back can kind of give you some trouble and cause some pain, which ultimately might alter how best you play, right? If you have pain, your likelihood of wanting to kind of get after it if you're on a par five is limited compared to if you were healthy, right? So I think the important part with low back pain is just identifying um, some of the sources of the issues right? And then figure out how best to kind of manage and mitigate those as you start to ramp back up and return back to performance, a high level performance when it comes back to golf. So, you know, this is, this podcast is going to be less about the types of injuries, whether it's a disc related issue, um, let's say, uh, you know, a nerve related issue or whatever it looks like that. We're not going to kind of cover the specifics there. We're just going to talk about in generalities, you know, again, there's a lot of things that factor into back pain or pain in general. And, you know, I think the context behind that becomes important. And I think, you know, if we want to talk about specific things, or if we want to talk about specific things, then maybe leave us a comment and we can kind of deep dive into those specific issues or specific conditions. Um, and we'll be, we'd be happy to do that. But today, I think we're going to focus mainly on the generalized low back discomfort, non-specific kind of vague type discomfort that kind of has a tendency to kind of uh, hamper golfers on the golf course and and how best to kind of go about kind of manage that and figuring out what that looks like moving forward. So, you know, the things that we look at when people are dealing with low back pain, just get an idea as to how they swing. Uh, you know, I think a lot of times when we're just trying to figure out what the where the source of the issue is, if we don't see how they're swinging, you know, if they've got certain swing falls, let's say if they're early extending where their hips are coming towards the ball too soon on the downswing, or if they're hanging back where they're not shifting away from their trail side to the lead side on their downswing, that can contribute significantly to a lot of low back pain. 
What we see with a lot of right-handed golfers is a lot of right-handed golfers will get right-sided low back discomfort, right kind of around the, the top of the hip and kind of in the lowest part of the low back, because ultimately there's a lot of compression and a lot of um, torque in that area when you're trying to kind of create speed, speed and generate force through, through the golf swing. And so if you're struggling with that right side of low back pain when you're swinging, either on the backswing or the downswing, then your likelihood to want to kind of get after a ball is, is it's much more reduced. And so, you know, when we think about the golf swing, especially on the downswing, as you go through downswing impact and follow through, those muscles, as they as you try and follow through, those muscles on the right side, again, talking about a right-handed golfer, those muscles on the right side, the obliques, some of those muscles in the hips, some of the muscles in the low back, those muscles all have to slow the body down so you're not swinging out of your shoes. And sometimes if those muscles haven't been prepared for that, especially if you're doing it more frequently, then ultimately that can lead to some of that discomfort that people are experiencing as well. Right. So the first thing we'll do is if they can, we'll have them swing. Get an idea as to what that swing looks like. Get an idea as to what their misses are, what their ball flight looks like. So that way you can better figure out, okay, do they have certain swing fault characteristics that we can identify? Maybe your low back pain is actually coming from your low back. Maybe it's coming from your hips. Maybe you're missing rotation through your hips, which is creating more stress in your low back. Or maybe you're missing more rotation through your upper back, which is creating more stress in your low back. All these factors matter. Right? And if we don't identify those, and we're just looking strictly at the low back, but not looking how you swing, then we might be missing the, a, a big piece of the puzzle there. Okay. Number two is, you know, usually I like to take a history as to how often or how frequently our golfers that are dealing with low back pain are playing. Are they playing multiple times per week? Are they playing, let's say, you know, 36 holes in one day? Are they playing 36 holes over a course of two days? Whatever that looks like. Because ultimately, if the, the concept of too much too soon, if it's a volume issue where we're swinging too much and the repetitive nature of the swinging is irritating the back, then we need to kind of get an idea as to, hey, maybe let's kind of spread out our rounds so that we're not just constantly irritating the low back in a short amount of time. You know, so the volume becomes an issue. And ultimately, if we can manage the volume and, and kind of maybe kind of spread things out a little bit, then ultimately we might be able to give the body more time to recover and give it more ample time to kind of reset itself so that we're not just constantly kind of creating more pain uh, in the low back region when we're playing. And again, even though we're talking about low back pain, we're talking about mainly any injury at this point in time, right? Whether that's a shoulder issue, a neck issue, a hip issue. Sometimes if you spread out the, the frequency and kind of give it a more time for the body to recover, or you give them recovery strategies to do between rounds, that can go a long way in helping expedite the recovery process, right? And so I think, you know, ultimately the solutions for low back pain um, or any pain in general is basically seeing a medical provider who understands the golf swing, who understands golf, right? Because if you don't do that, then you could see a provider that maybe knows low back pain, but if they don't really are, or if they aren't well versed in, in golf related issues, then you might not see that connection. You might not see how that translates to what you're going to do when you get back on the course. Um, and ultimately too, I think the biggest thing that the biggest mistake a lot of golfers make is that they completely rest. And when they have pain, they take a week or two off to see if it gets better. And then when they try and swing again, it's still there. Right. And so I think the important part is finding a medical provider who can maybe modify some of the different things that you're doing. Maybe we take away full swings for a little bit and we go, let's say half swings, pitch shots, um, three quarter swings to see if that torque or the less torque actually allows the body to be able to still swing right? And not fully decondition itself. Because when we fully rest and don't do anything, the body does go through a, a level of deconditioning where the, those tissues aren't handling that stress as well as they should, or they're not being stressed enough where we're not having that tissue adapt. So I definitely think finding a medical provider that knows golf, uh, modifying movements, 
to, to help them continue to kind of swing. So whether that's half swings, three quarter swings, pitch shots, whatever that looks like, I think that's a good opportunity to still kind of stay in the game, but not obviously put a ton of stress on the low back as it continues to kind of recover. And then lastly, you know, train exercise, strength training, you know, mobility work, whatever that looks like, you know, finding some sort of structured routine and having a process to make sure that we're doing everything possible to make sure that the body is feeling good and that we're, we're offloading and reducing the amount of stress on the low back so that other areas like the hips and the upper back can rotate the way they, they're, they're meant to do in the golf swing. And it helps not have the low back have to do all the heavy lifting. So, you know, low back is, is again, there's a number of different things that we can talk about, whether it's a disc, disc issue, um, a, a, a sciatic type issue, a facet type issue, which is a, an area in the joint and the spine that could be causing irritation. You know, we're not going to get to the specifics there, but I think the important part about low back pain is that it is multifactorial, right? When you have pain, you know, there's a, there's a certain level of stress that has a tendency to rise if that pain continues to hang around. And that in itself can be that could potentially delay your recovery process as well. If you're super anxious and, and stressed about the pain that you're experiencing, well, then you're ramping the nervous system up. You're ramping your system up and you're basically in fight or flight mode all the time where your body is basically locking everything down because it's a protective mechanism. That's what your body's meant to do when you have discomfort. If you didn't have that, you'd be causing all sorts of pain and your body would just kind of just wouldn't have an alarm there, right? So we like to look at pain as an alarm system, right? It's not necessarily a bad thing, but it could give you some notice as to what's going on and how best to address it. And so I think, you know, a lot of times when it comes to low back pain, we have the idea of, hey, losing a heating pad, ice, you know, medications, rest. And that's very, very generalized information and generalized recommendations just, that just don't move the needle when it comes to something as unique and specific as a golf swim. Right. That stuff might help calm things down a little bit. But in order to truly get back to, let's say, having uh, significant amounts of pain and then getting back to high performance on the golf course, swinging with fast speeds, then you need to find a, a structured framework to be able to kind of get back to doing that and ultimately not completely getting rid of the golf swing. I think we can modify and make sure that people are still swinging and doing what they need to do to start, kind of stay in the game without completely letting it go by the wayside. So, you know, I think low back pain. Pain in general, I think the important part you got to remember is that um, it's an alarm system, right? That means that, hey, you know, the body's telling you something's up. And then ultimately, it's our it's our responsibility to listen to that alarm system to get an idea as to how significant is the discomfort or pain? Um, is it something that we can manage uh, uh, with just some basic you know, you know, mobility or basic mo uh, strength work? Or do we need some more hands-on care? Do we need more type of things to really identify what's going on in the golf swing? Do we need to bring in a swing coach to maybe help modify some of what's going on in your golf swing? So that way we're not constantly creating more stress. The whole point of getting pain under control is to make sure it doesn't potentially continue to go, uh, to continue to happen, right? And it's not just exclusive to recreational golfers, right? You look at the professional ranks, you got guys like currently Paul Casey. Paul Casey's having all sorts of low back issue. Obviously, Tiger's got a lengthy history of low back issues with five uh, spinal surgeries. Uh, you got a lot of guys. You know, Freddie Couples is another guy who has, has a tendency to have a lot of low back issues kind of creep up on them. So it's not exclusive just to recreational golfers. Even people at the elite level, even with all the mechanics the way that they, they are, the mechanics are so sound and so efficient, they still deal with low back pain as well. So it's not just exclusive to recreational golfers. Even people at a high level can deal with it. And it's just a matter of what you do to help get it under control. Okay. And I think a lot of times is finding a team. Again, we always kind of talk about the team effort, whether that's a swing coach, whether that's a medical provider, whether it's a fitness person to keep you moving keep you healthy and modify some of the movements in the gym. So they're not just triggering discomfort all the time to help you get back on the course as fast as possible. That's the whole point. The whole point of this podcast is to keep you performing at a high level on the golf course while doing so pain-free. 
right? So ultimately, we're going to do these kind of injury series over these next couple of weeks and months because as golfers continue to play more, some of these things might kind of creep up. And sometimes some, having some of this little bit of advice, even though it's a little more generalized, it can go a long way in helping expedite the process of finding someone who knows the golf swing, finding someone who knows how to deal with it and get them back on the course as fast as possible. Okay. So if you guys have any questions specifically about low back pain, or if you want us to cover specific injuries or conditions about low back pain, please let us know. We'd be happy to do that. We'd be happy to kind of um, you know, talk in length about certain issues or certain things that we kind of see that ultimately could lead to taking you away from the golf course, which is what, what, what we don't want to have happen. So uh, let us know, leave a comment, uh, or maybe kind of reach out to us directly. Let us know how we can help kind of get your pain under control so you can perform for golf and also for life as well. That's the important part. So we'll talk to you guys on the next pain-free golf performance episode. Hey, thanks so much again for listening to this week's episode of the Pain-Free Golf Performance Podcast. If you enjoyed the content of the show, we would love it if you left a review to be able to help us expand our ability to provide you with the golf information you are seeking. If you're listening to the show and are dealing with aches, pains, or issues from golf that haven't fully resolved, then let us know how we can help. Whether you're local or not, you can work with us through our pain-free golf performance program, which can be tailored to someone who's virtual or someone who's in person. This program is customized fully to you and your goals of playing your best golf yet. We assess how well you move to give us a baseline of what you can do. And then based on that assessment, come up with a training program best suited for your needs. We are offering a special podcast promotion, which gives you access to this program at a reduced rate. You can inquire by going to manaperformancetherapy.com forward slash pain-free golf and use the promo code podcast when inquiring so we can help you feel better and play better golf. Be sure to tune into next week's episode.